recording. We're live. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Crosspoint Scripture Podcast. Um, welcome to season two. I um, want to thank all of you for along, who are along for the ride for our past 30-odd episodes. You guys have really made this worth doing, and appreciate your patience while Easton and I retooled. Yes. Believe it or not, we have come down from the studio, and we are now in my office. Can you believe what technology is doing these days? It's much more comfortable. Dude, we're in... This is living. We have little arms that we can swing one way or the other. Unbelievable. It's great. Well, um, we're looking forward to getting right back into it. Nothing's uh, changed about our general approach. Um, what we do at the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast is we're going to pick the uh, scripture of the day uh, from you version, and we're going to look into it from three different directions. Um, we're going to be looking at it in its context. We're going to be trying to understand what the original author meant to the original audience, and then uh, we're going to see where we can see Christ and the Jesus in the scripture. Along the way, we'll do a little commentary here and there, but we really are going to keep the commentary lean and mean because we're trying to just let the Scripture speak for itself as much as it can. And uh, we always welcome your thoughts, uh, your encouragement, your requests. And you can reach us on our Facebook, Crosspoint Facebook page. Um, You can email myself or Easton, jserra at the jserra at thecrosspoint.com. And uh, we're always looking for good feedback from you guys. Heck, if you go, if you come to Crosspoint Church, you can just walk right up to me. Yeah. Just walk right up to me. You can't walk up to Easton because you'll probably be busy behind the soundboard, but you can walk right up to me and say, hey, I love the podcast, and here's something I'd like to see on there. So we're looking forward to another um, good season with you guys. And uh, so let's get into it. You ready? I'm ready. All right, my friend. So t- today we are going to be in Philippians, Paul's letter to the Philippians. Um, it gets about a little bit more than halfway through his letters there in the New Testament, which start with Romans right after Acts. And uh, our verse of the day is from Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. And reading from the ESV, I think, I think it's a familiar verse to you. And it says this, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Okay? Think about these things. Um, I love that we're doing this one on the podcast for several reasons. Here's one. Uh, This is a verse that without context can be so wide open, it's almost meaningless. So I think it's a good way to show um, how powerful context can be when it comes to interpreting scriptures for our lives. So I think for one, it is open-ended on purpose. I think Paul knows that you can't just tell people what to think about very specifically because that's mind control or cult-like behavior and yeah. not a good idea. So he leave, he kind of broadens our horizons here in, in telling Christians, followers of Jesus Christ, the church here at Philippi, he's telling them what they should be setting their minds on. So it's done in an open-ended way on purpose, but it's also nestled within a context. And uh, some of our regular listeners and student Bible students out there will know there's a context word here. I'm hoping you spotted it already, because in verse 8 at the beginning, it starts finally. So Paul's using that word to draw attention to the fact that he is um, drawing on what he's already said before we got here. So this is chapter 4, verse 8. 
So you want to take into mind that we're coming in on the middle of a conversation here. And so when he says, finally, brothers, he's leaning on some things that he's already said, both in its immediate context, which is all we'll have time to get into in, in this podcast. But if you go back, you're going to want to look at the first three chapters of Philippians before you get here to understand why it dovetails into Paul saying, finally, brothers, whatever's true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, and if there's any excellence worthy of praise, that we should keep our mind on these things, okay? I think you'll see a lot of that because Paul uses the theme throughout Philippians of let this same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus or think about thinking this way or if anybody thinks differently about this and so on like that. So it's a theme throughout, but just sticking now with our verse, let's look at what came immediately before because I think the first four verses, um, I think chapter, I think verse four, five, six, and seven um, will kind of empty out into verse eight, and so let's look and see if it if it proves true. So chapter four, verse four says this: <clears throat> Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds, there it is, in Christ Jesus, okay? So I think those first four verses there are a necessary setup for to help us understand verse 8. Um, in verses 4 through 7, Paul is summarizing something about the Christian life. He's telling the people at Philippi, he's saying, hey, rejoice in the Lord always. That's a heart direction. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'll say rejoice. And then what about people outside as they look in? Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. There's an address of our attitude, but in everything. Paul, if I'm not going to be anxious about things, what am I going to do? I'm worried about my life, about how I'm going to feed myself and my children. I'm worried about shelter and clothing. He says, do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So the life of prayer will have us giving all of these anxieties and requests and things. We'll be entrusting these to God. If we do that in the real way that Paul's suggesting, then verse 7 flows from it. If you do that, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, so God's peace that goes beyond your ability to understand, you're giving up your ability to understand, you're giving up your right to understand everything that happens to you, and you're going for the peace of God. It surpasses all understanding. That peace, not because of you or because you understand everything, but because Christ understands everything and you're giving it to him in prayer, this will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Now it makes sense. If you think about so many of the things you spend your time thinking about, I'll bet a lot of them have to do with worrying about things and wondering what you're going to do and how you're going to survive. And, and uh, you know, since it's up to you, then what are you going to do? And since Paul, at the end of his letter to the Philippians here, is saying, it's not up to you. As a follower of Christ, you have the right and the privilege to entrust yourself to Christ. And if you do, the peace of Christ, which surpasses understanding, will guard your heart and your mind. If that's true, it actually frees you to begin to put your mind on better things. Does that make sense? Like it's like anxieties and fears will drive you to think about them whether you want to or not. But once you find that freedom in Christ, 
by prayer and supplication, you now gain that self-control that comes from the Holy Spirit, and you're able to direct your mind in places it should go. And that's why, you know, it seems like in the letter of Philippians, that's why he then says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, that means if it accords with justice in the world, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Then verse 9 caps it off. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, the Apostle Paul, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. So it's a nice peace uh, sandwich here. Um, If you go back to verse 7, you got Paul saying, and the peace of God, if you surrender your entire life to him in prayer. He's telling the Philippians, if you give all your requests and just make them known to God with thanksgiving, with a grateful heart, the peace of God, verse 7, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Verse 8 tells you then where the new places to direct your mind to things true, honorable, pure, and just, commendable, excellence, and worthy of praise. Verse 9 completes the peace sandwich, which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Okay. So there's the peace of God and passes understanding. The God of peace will be with you. So in general, you've got this beautiful, now what did Paul, what was Paul trying to tell his original audience? He's giving them this beautiful thing, a way of thinking of surrendering your heart and mind and life to God through prayer and supplication, and then choosing to set your mind on things that are good. Okay. Which right off the bat, Easton, I got to be honest with you, is going to include turning off most of the evening news and probably cutting most of our internet usage in half or maybe three quarters. If yeah. It, if it's going to pass the uh, think on these things test. Yeah. The way that it kind of comes through to me is like, I feel like there's so much focus on feelings and, uh, you know, like, well, if you feel it, then do it if it feels right and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And just a reminder to like, it's not always about your feelings and most of the time it's not especially like if something tragic happens or Mm -hmm. you know just something that gets you down in your life or something that can make you a little Mm big-headed like you get a promotion or whatever it's you got to remember okay am i doing this because i feel this or am i doing this because this is what god would want me to do this is because this is what his word uh, would guide me towards. That's right. And I'm, I love how open-ended it is. It's like, if I'm supposed to have my mind set on God, does that mean I just think about Bible verses and church attendance and maybe a hymn or two? It's like, no, Paul throws it wide open, man. True, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, any excellence, anything worthy of praise. I get to set my mind on these things. So it's pretty cool. It kind of turns your mind back to the fact that God is in everything good. It's not a a narrow prescription for the five to six odd things you're allowed to think about, okay? So I get, you know, all in all, that next YouTube video you go to watch, that next thing you're doing, putting it to this test, is it true, honorable, just, and so on, is definitely a good filter, so to speak. I'm thinking of a water filter here, you know, if you run the things you want to think about all the time through this filter of 4.8. I think you'll be helping yourself a lot. And I think just paying attention to our context here, it seems like what Paul's trying to get you to understand is you will be bringing peace into your life. 
the the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind. If you practice these things, the God of peace will be with you. It is my observation in my own life and in the uh, people that I deal with on a day-to-day basis as a pastor, peace is missing from so many of our lives. I think our context here is letting us know it has a lot to do with what we think about and what whether we are surrendering our entire lives to God in prayer. All right, I love the fact that we can um, see where you could see Jesus in these verses because I think this is a good example of where it's not like screaming at you. This just seems to be such a practical verse that we're wondering where it could be. Um, we get a clue from the context. We want to make sure we don't just use our imagination. I'm going to use my imagination. There's nothing wrong with your imagination, but you want to be careful about that when it comes to interpreting Bible verses. So when it comes to this one, we get a little clue to where we might see Christ in it because of verse 7. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So it kind of pictures Jesus as a, you know, the person of Jesus Christ as some somewhere and something and someone to be in. So if my mind and my heart is kind of, you know, it's like contained within, set on Jesus Christ, and then that's where the peace comes from. So then when I think about verse 8, where can I see Jesus in these verses? First of all, apply these verses to Christ. Is he true? He's true, honorable just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, and worthy of praise. It's like uh, someone took a psalm and turned it inside out and, and was like, basically, think along these lines, you know. So, yes, if you think on Christ, you think on these things, and you're going to see that in him. Also, if you go back to your Gospels and you see, look at Jesus's words, you're only going to find things that are true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, full of excellence, and worthy of praise, okay? So it's, I think what we're being instructed to do here, or where we could see Christ in this, is his character is being put out here. Uh, The excellence of his character is being described here, and we're being told, if it isn't like him, if it isn't like Christ, why why do you want to spend a lot of time thinking about it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, fairly easy to see. So I, I don't know what this will do for you guys. I think these verses have been good for me. This was a big one in children's church when I was growing up. Um, these verses were very popular to um, remind you and say some of the things you should set your mind on. So I've always thought this is pretty cool. I, uh, as kind of an in closing, I think anytime as Christians we are intentional about what we'll let ourselves think about. I think there's a lot of passiveness these days where we just don't pay attention to the fact or the how much we're concentrating on any given thing. And you're kind of paying a tax on it. You're, it's like getting you and you don't really know it because you're not paying attention to it. So you're like, dude, half the things I look at and think about every day involve death and violence. <laughs> you go, well, yeah. you might want to think about that, you know? I, I have uh, made this a habit to where it is just instinctual now with certain things. Um, it's really easy. Uh, I to find myself sometimes if something's happening or if I'm having like a a rough day for example at work cuz like we're loaded with all kinds of projects mm-hmm. and the podcast hasn't we haven't had a new podcast in months and <laughs> I've been 
chasing you, slashing and your just tires. Eyes, yeah, he's really just been beating me. Breathing down your neck. Yeah, and to immediately, as soon as I start to feel that way, is to remind myself, I've been blessed with this job and this family, and it's, you know, like I'm alive and I'm living, and I'm living out what God has for me by True, his grace. Honorable. I have nothing to be... You know, I have just no, no reason to feel that way. Yeah. That's right. It's great. And it's great, man. It's a way to direct your attitude in your heart. Wherever you direct your thoughts and the fact the Lord gives you the ability to, to choose what you're going to allow yourself to dwell on, it's a beautiful thing. It's it's a peace that comes in your life that, that doesn't belong to everybody. So there you have it. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Great verse of the day and a great way to get us back into our second season of the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. It's been great to be with you. I'm looking forward to broadcasting live from my, not live, but, you know, making recordings from my office. So welcome into the pastor's office. We're possibly considering some video. We'll see. Come on. It depends on how you guys feel about that. Let us know. Then I have to do my hair. Yeah. All right, friends. We'll see you around. Peace.